I told you it was loud. <laughs> and we are live. Oh, I'm it's here doing with it again. Lexi Rook. Oh no, you can't hear me, Lexi. Hang on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, <laughs> can this... you not hear me? Should we no, try it without the earphones? Hang on, what about now? I mean, I can hear you properly. No, it's like you're speaking into a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Oh my god, I've done everything. Hang on. No, it's still doing it. What about trying without the headphones completely? I literally can't I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. There we go. Yeah? Yeah, 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 you're fine now. Whoa, why does my phone do that? Okay, I reckon if it happens again, just try without the, the headphones or you can try leaving and coming back in. But <laughs> And okay. I'll try and ad-lib by myself. Not that anyone's choosing <laughs> to watch me. but <laughs> It's fine. I'll just keep my phone still and hope it doesn't do it. <laughs> well, Lexi, thank you so much for joining me. I had to have you on to talk about your big win at Celtic Gladiator. I absolutely loved the show and your fight was one of the highlights for me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a mad, very weird experience, if I'm honest, but it was good. It was nice to get back in there. Yeah, and after being scheduled to fight so many times this year, and then them falling through and mm. then the date for Celtic Gladiator getting moved. Did you think that you were really going to get to fight? <laughs> no, I literally didn't think it was going to happen at all. And I think until I actually got in the cage, I didn't even think I was, it didn't feel like I was fighting. It was just, I had like kind of ruled it out completely for, because I literally went from like uh, being booked one, one opponent on one show, then that completely getting cancelled to another show, to another opponent. Then then I got another opponent change and then that show got cancelled. So after that one, I was like, oh, you know what? It's clearly not going to happen. And I remember yeah. sitting there thinking, oh, I wish I'd been matched on Celtic now because that looks like it's going ahead. And then I literally got like a message like a week before the fight and I was like, oh, yeah, go on then. I might as well. I'm ready. So I can't imagine what it's like for fighters. I always think this anyway, like you guys never know if you're really going to fight until you get in the cage. There's so much that can happen between the fight being announced or agreed to even and you getting in there. Um, but like at the moment, what with the fact that some shows are testing and, and some people are testing positive mm. or just the fact that, you know, all this tier system and nobody knows if they're going to be able to put on a show or have people there. I'm so grateful to Carl Prince for putting on Celtic Gladiator because there's nothing that I enjoy more in this world than watching MMA. Yeah. And I love UK MMA and I, I can't think of a better Sunday for me than watching that. I was sitting there with a grin on my face, <laughs> a glass of wine in my hand. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was nice. It was good. So let's talk about your fight because um, she's got a bit less experience than you, but I've seen her before and she's a good girl, isn't she? Yeah, do you know what? Like on paper, obviously, I, I mean, that was my 10th fight and I think that was her third. And um, I only found out after the fight, she was 17 as well. Um, wow. I know. So I'm like, I'm, I think, yeah, I'm nine years older than her. But um, so on paper, it was like, 
a, a lot of people were saying, oh, you shouldn't be fighting her and all that. But I thought, you know what? Like, it, I think Brian Lacey, one of the commentators said it in, in, in the fight was it, it, for the females, the pool is very small. Yeah. Uh, especially in the UK, you know, unless you're getting op opponents flown in from other countries or you're going to like the IMAFs or whatever, you're very limited to who, you, you, you know, and a lot of, I've been quite lucky, whereas a, a lot of females have actually ended up rematching the same girls like twice or three times over because there's not that many girls to fight. Um, so, you know, I don't, I, I don't put myself on a pedestal and think, you know, oh, no, I'm too good to fight someone who's only on their third fight to me it's it's still experience and that's what amateur is all about it's, it's all it's all about getting that experience and that cage time and to be honest she she was better than I was when I when I was on my third fight <laughs> so um but yeah no she was a good 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 strong opponent and I just I just loved it I loved every second of it and I know she did as well um so yeah it was it was good yeah, she is a good girl, and I expect big things from her in the future. But you, you did dominate the fight, and you know you looked really, really strong all over. But you said to me <laughs> when you said you were back in the gym on Tuesday, and I was like, "Bye, you nutter!" <laughs> and you said, "There's too many things I want to work on from the fight." <laughs> so, what yeah. is it that you want to work on? Well, I've that was like the first time in, like I said, ten fights that. I've ever actually used my striking and I feel like I've I've worked a lot on my striking um a lot it, during during the last like three months and so I wanted to go out there and I wanted to show that off and I wanted to also put everything I've been working on like into play in into real life play and and see see how I got on with it um which is what I did and I did enjoy it but when I watched it back I was like oh why was I doing that or why was I doing that and it was all these little things and 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 I'd also I would have liked to have explored my grappling a little bit more as well um I feel like now I've watched it back there was quite a few opportunities where I could have sort of like pummeled for for a position or a t or you know shot in on a takedown so it's like but I was so sort of like focused on my striking in that I didn't get around to doing a lot of things and I think there's a lot of a lot of my skills that I haven't been able to show yet or display because just be I think with this fight, I, I went in there thinking, right, I want to, you know, I want to stand up and I want to strike um, with her because a lot of my old fights have been just me grappling, especially like on the cage wall and stuff. And I just wanted to display the progressions I'd made. And then when I watched it back, I was happy with my performance, but not enough. I was uh, like, I've, I've pinpointed everything that I wasn't happy with. And I just wanted to get straight back to work, to be honest, like, like like I said earlier, like we're it, we're in a lockdown, so it's like there's not really a lot of, a lot else to do. Like you know, my work where I was working, obviously I was in a restaurant, so that's been shut. So I haven't been able to work. Um, yeah. So I've literally just been throwing myself into MMA, and like it's 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 been amazing, and I've enjoyed it. But I just feel like it's now more of a lifestyle for me rather than yeah. like split up into camps. It's just a lifestyle. So when when tuesday came i was like you know what i have monday off i had a nice rest i had a nice refeed <laughs> and like when tuesday came i was ready to to go again i thought well i don't why well, do i don't need to sit here and think oh no i should have another week off or i should have another day off like if i feel fine then you might as well just get back back on it 
Yeah, yeah. And I do think it's a champion's mentality to, you know, even in a good performance, find the, the things, find the imperfections that you want to round off. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not at the end of my amateur career quite yet, but mm. um, it, it's sort of getting that way slowly. So I, I just, before I, basically before I turn professional, there's a lot of things I want to tighten up and have ready under my belt for when I do get into the pro ranks. Um, so that's why at the minute I'm just, whatever fights, you know, come up I, I want to take because I just want I just want to get the chance to get in there and and trial and test it all and do you know what I mean get comfortable in situations yeah. that I don't don't want to be in but you know see see how I get on because yeah. I feel like you don't want to get to the well me personally I don't want to get to the pro ranks and then be like oh shit I've not been in this situation before I know it will happen at, at some point but I just think it's best to just there's for some reason there's this rush especially with females there's, there's, yeah. there's like this this need to be like oh you should turn, you know you're 26 you've had 10 fights you should be pro now and I'm like nah because in the grand scheme of things I've been doing it three years nearly four years like, yeah. it's not a lot it's not a long time when I say I've been doing it four years like I started with K1 like I'd never really been in a gym before that I didn't yeah. even know like four or five years ago I didn't even know what the UFC was so yeah. in my head I'm thinking now nah, I might look like I'm sort of steps away from it but in my head um the steps are a lot bigger and a lot further away for me so yeah. I really like that though I really like when people take their time with their amateur career and really test themselves in in their amateur fights so that when they turn pro like you said you're you're kind of ready for anything um and I do think it's harder for girls because it's harder to get fights Mm. then it's almost like oh my god I've sat around for a year I may as well just take a profile and I, I think yeah. that does happen kind of that it's just harder to pack those fights in you'd like to be fighting more times because if a your fighter if your opponent falls through there's less people who can who can fill in for them it, yeah way less likely to get a last minute um, replacement for a mm. female fight than for a, a male fight yeah, definitely. I did see someone ask you that on your Instagram stories about are you turning pro? It's, it's a question I've seen you be asked before as well. You must be sick of it. So yeah. personally, I'm glad that you just want to, you know, you're never going to feel like you're the perfect fighter and ready to turn. But like if you've got things that you still want to work on, I say take your time. Yeah, definitely. And also for me, like I had a bit of a, a change up, obviously, Um yeah, I moved area and I moved gym. So I had that fight in March, um, which was my first fight with Aspire. But even that, it wasn't a full camp. It was I was living in Manchester and commuting to Liverpool, so I was only really getting into train three times a week at Aspire. So this fight was different. This fight was I'd been there full time with the the right coaches, the right sessions, getting them getting every round in. Like it was, it was a proper full time camp with with that team and with the coaches. So I feel like. I almost feel like that was my first proper fight. Like, yeah. and that sounds crazy because I had eight and nine before that, but it was the first time I felt like everything was in place, like professionally structured. It was just brilliant. Everything about it was brilliant, even the weight cut. And even though it was a, technically it was a short notice fight, it was just everything leading up to my other fights had obviously stood me in good stead for it. So 
I feel like I've got a lot more I want to do with this team and, and, and my team of coaches as well. I feel like we can, like, I just, after that fight, I just got out and I was like, oh, I just want to get back in. I feel like I can redo it way better than that. And that's why I went back <laughs> to the gym straight away because I was like, I don't want to, I'm not happy with it, to be honest. I'm not, I can't just settle and go, oh, yeah, I won. I'm buzzing. Like, obviously, you are buzzing when you win, but I was more, as soon as I got in the car, I was, I was watching it on my phone. Like, I needed to see it. And, yeah. and, then, and then I was like, straight away, I was like, oh, I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that. And I know it's like, obviously, I am happy with a lot of things. I did do a lot of things that I am happy with, but there's still, there's just, there's just so much. It's one of them sports. I think this is the only reason that has kept me um, interested as well, because yeah. it's so, like there's so much to learn and it's evolving all the time. You know, you're never going to get to the end of it and be like, right, I've done it, completed it, ticked off. Like, it's just constantly like, you, you're like, oh, this leads to that. This leads to that. It just fascinates me, to be honest. It's just, yeah. Yeah. You look like you're absolutely loving it at Aspire. I am, yeah. I found my... I found my little, my little home. <laughs> I do love it there. Yeah, it is wicked. I'm happy for you. Very happy for you. And this was, um, I believe it was your first fight with your new fight name, Lady Cosma. Do you mind telling people where that name came from? No, that's fine. Um, so I think Brian mentioned it as well in, in the yeah, commentary. Um, so Cosma is basically, it means nightmare in Polish. And um, Jay... My good mate Jay obviously passed away this year. So he, it was his name, um, The Nightmare, Kushma. So I just thought, you know what, when, when he passed away, I was like, I didn't want to do anything too sort of like cliche or cringe or whatever, but I just, I don't know, it just felt right to me. And like, um, it does, it does represent a, a lot of what I stand for and stuff. So I thought, you know what, like, I'm just going to use it and, it's weird. I thought I'd be a lot more emotional on Sunday, actually fighting with like wearing his t-shirt and that. But I just, it genuinely does just give me that extra push. Like when I was walking out, I was thinking about him and I was thinking, yeah, like if he was here, he'd be gassing me up and you know, it'd be like it's. He it was so so supportive of me. So I like, yeah. I just I just want to make sure like his name and his spirit is kept going and I know loads of people are you know they're still bigging him up and they're still carrying his spirit forward in his name and that and I don't think it'll ever fade but I just think it's important for us all to do that and like for me like it was like losing a brother to be honest he was I was so close to him so like every fight will be on my t-shirt now it'll be he'll be a yeah. part of every single fight that I, I have so um and I'm not you know I don't want to use it as a sub story I don't want to use it as a Oh, give me sympathy because I don't need that. Like, I just want to make sure his name carries on and gets I out there. I think it's a beautiful tribute and a, a lovely name. I think it suits you and I think it's a really <laughs> nice tribute as well. Yeah. Not that you're a nightmare. <laughs> that. Oh, I am. In the I'm cage, in the cage, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Some people might argue that. <laughs> Let me go to some of the questions. We've got a hater in the house, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, a troll on here. Don't know, kite the cat saying this is boring. Why are English people so boring? <laughs> this is more dry than the toast I had for breakfast. Oh, kite the cat, why don't you fuck <laughs> off and go and watch something else? <laughs> I was going to swear and I thought, I don't know if I can. Go on, Lexi, you tell him to. <laughs> oh. Bore off then, exactly. Why are you tuning in if you think, if you think I'm boring? Fuck off, who cares? He's probably John. talking about me. Don't, don't. Uh... Tell, him, tell him to send me an inbox. I've got plenty other um, <laughs> haters he can join. Trust me. 
<laughs> do you really get people send stuff to you then yeah, I can't believe all that the time, all the time like I'd obviously I get like more positive than negative but I get, yeah I'll get at least once a day at least some someone You're in my joking. dms no honestly I, I just get it all the time I don't even know <laughs> and I just think do you really think I care about what you like I'm going to put my content out on social media whether you like it or not if you don't like it there's a little unfollow button up there you can just press that that's the bit I don't care <laughs> it's <laughs> like... not like it's not like I'm forcing you to to follow me and to watch my content it's up to you do you know what I mean but I just it just wouldn't occur to me to do that like you say if you started following someone and then they're just posting too much of something that doesn't interest you. I just, <laughs> surely you're the muppet <laughs> still just going, <laughs> I'm going to carry on watching uh, this and being annoyed by it. <laughs> oh, honestly. It's funny. Anyway, kite the cat, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Knox says, were any of you two offended when the UFC used the term chick fight for one of their women's fights recently? I guess the commentators. No, like, to be honest, it is a chick fight, isn't it? It's, it's a girl fight. <laughs> I think people take things too seriously or, like, like... Yeah, I wouldn't have been offended by that, to be honest. It is, it is what it is. Is there anything, do you find any sexism in the sport? Have you come across any so far that's kind of held you back or anything? Not really. I haven't, I haven't had any experiences with it. I mean, obviously it's, it's still quite a male-dominated sport, but I feel like, you know, most UFC cards or fight night cards you see every weekend have got at least one female fight on and there has been a few where there's been a few um female headliners yeah um you know on, like especially with bellator and stuff so i think it's it's still it's still growing for for women like we're so lucky now like if it was mm. like 10 years ago then no but yeah. i don't i don't really feel like i i personally haven't had any experiences with that um at, at our gym, it's like you get on the mat and you're the same. I mean, they call me lad more times than they call me any, my name, probably. <laughs> you just get used to it. You're just like, yeah, you're one of the lads when you're on the mat. You just, if, if this is a sport you want to do, you, you just, you need a backbone and you need to just accept it. Yeah. All right, that's how it is. Stoneboy said, what advice would you give anyone looking to get into MMA to take it up as a career? Not him. He's a jiu-jitsu guy and he doesn't like being punched in the face. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, what advice did you give anyone looking to getting into it? Uh, I'd just say go for it straight away. Like, there's loads of people, like, I know loads of people that, that are sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to lose a bit of weight first or I'm just going to get my fitness up first. Like, that's that'll, that'll all come when you start training. Like, it's the best form yeah. of fitness and it's the best form of weight loss if you're training hard. I think the best thing to do is find find yourself a good gym and a good team because it's not every day you're going to wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to go to the gym. Like, no one's like that. Like, everyone has their days where they wake up and think, oh, I don't want to go or it's cold or it's raining yeah. or whatever. So, but if you've got that team there, like, for me, I know, like, on, on my fight week, on, like, the Friday, I didn't go into train. I just went in to see the team because yeah. they, they boost you up and there's just the energy and the good banter and everything. Like, it all comes with it. It's all part of it. So if you can find yourself a team that you, you fit into and, and then just go from there, like, and you'll, you'll, you'll find, you'll, like, you'll find your feet, you'll find what 
discipline you prefer or what you don't like and you just just go for it really there's no until you walk in and get on the mats and actually just give it a good go then you'll never know if you if you're going to like it or not I think that's the hardest thing of all just walking through the gym door for the very first time it's very daunting to people who might want to try it but yeah just don't really know what to expect or you are going to be the most rubbish person like because you you're the one who's just turned up and never done it before and you've just got to get over that in your head and go and give it a go I think yeah definitely I'd agree with that definitely and there's people there for all different reasons you know there'll be people there who only go there once a week and are just doing it for fitness and right through probably depending where you go but probably right through to a very good pro level yeah there's always a mix like and and there's always timetables there's always classes like we have like um like an intro course a beginner's uh, class so it's different to like the you know you're not going to walk in and have to start grappling with like the professionals you you grapple <laughs> with people your you know your ability and your weight or whatever so it's it so that you know so that it's relevant and it's in it's yeah personal to you then you can actually develop and grow and then when you progress you start moving up and and that's why i think the the systems in place are good because you don't, you know, if you just go in and get smoked straight away, nine times out of ten, you're going to be like, I don't really want to go and do that again. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what happened to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, When I went to Aspire, like the boys will back me up on this one. The first session at Aspire that I had, yeah, bear in mind, I'd already had eight fights, right? And I thought I was sort of, all right, I was an average fighter, yeah. Went to Aspire my first session. I got absolutely smoked. I think Ellie tapped me eight <laughs> times in one roll, yeah. I was so embarrassed. But I was like, oh, my God. And then I went home and I thought, nah, do you know what? This is what I need. Like, if I'm getting yeah. smoked like this, then I want to I wanna train with these people because they're they're just going to make me better. And like, and I am noticing it now. I am, I am getting better. And, you know, I still get smoked by any of them. But, like... It, it, oh, it was bad <laughs> but but that but that made me more motivated that made me think why do I want to go back to where I was where I was one of the better ones yeah uh, for not not for the right reasons do you know what I mean so it's like you'd I, I would you know I spent loads of time getting smoked by them all but you do get better and you start noticing you're getting better and then you know you're actually progressing for the right reasons then yeah yeah totally and I just yeah I just think iron sharpens iron and so you've you've got to be around those people and it keeps it keeps the ego out of things as well yeah definitely you can't have an ego when you're on the mat I don't care what anyone says that's got to go you've got to leave that out the door yeah Peter says R.I.P. Jay gone but never forgotten oh I know and then it's he also God, sorry I was just gonna say it's still so weird it is it's it's so sad. There's so many of you, though, that, you know, like have lovely tributes for him that he's a 100% very special person that's left a mark. I just, there's never a day that I go through my social media where somebody's not posting. It's, yeah. It is lovely. Uh, and Pete says he sends me stuff like to my DMs, but, <laughs> but I love it. I, don't he... love it Peter. I told you to stop doing that. <laughs> Let's see, oh answer God. me this. Miss Jessie Jess, Jessica Rose Clark, she reckons that like loads of guys send her dick pics and stuff. Is that something you come across? Because I then asked Olga Rubin who fights for Bellator and she's like, yeah, that's a thing. 
first of all, I love Jessica Rose Clark. She's one of my favourite fighters. Um, she looks amazing right now, doesn't she? Like know, she yeah, looks she's... so healthy and happy. I love her at bantamweight. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Like she's just like she definitely she's one of my recent like role models. Like mm. I've like read into her sort of like backstory, story, and seeing what she's like gotten through and stuff. And she's just she's just inspiring. I just love her. Um, yeah. She liked my photo the other day. I nearly cried. Um. Oh my god! I really, I really want to get her on for an interview. Oh because my god! Obviously, you should. She's, she's um, stopped drinking, and she's, yeah, she's been amazing. a victim of domestic violence in the past, and she's overcome it. And honestly, I don't think I've ever seen her. Like she looks so healthy and happy and strong, apart from her leg at the moment. But like strong and just like. Yeah. She Amazing. looks like a different a different person to when she first she started. She really does, yeah. No, she's brilliant. But, yeah, I, uh, do you know what? I don't... <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't really get... write them. <laughs> I don't really get any actual dick pics. I did used to. I did used to. What did you change then that made them stop? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know, actually. I don't actually know. Maybe they just lost interest in me. Um I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know. I still get, do you know what I get a lot of now, which what? is actually quite funny. And me and the girls at the gym have had quite a good laugh with a few of these guys, right? We'll get guys message us like wanting to fight us. So they'll me like genuinely message us, yeah, and be like, oh, like I'm going to come to your gym, wait for me outside. I'm going to fight you, your shit and all this. And we have one guy message me. And he added like all of us girls, like Dakota, Ellie, uh, Liv, Becky, Ainsgo, like all of our little group of like girls that we're sort of like connected with. They, he added us all into a group chat and we were like, what is going on? Like, and it was funny to start with. And then after a while it was like, oh, you're annoying now. So we ended up like blocking him. But it, that, I get a lot of that. I get a lot of people trying, trying to fight us. <laughs> I had a really weird request. In the end, Peter had to get involved and tell this person to like go away because I'd blocked them and they kept finding other other groups that my interviews were on and commenting on those. They wanted to pay me to fight somebody in a nylon windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know, and at first I just went along with it and said, oh, sorry, I don't have a nylon windbreaker. And then they offered to provide it <laughs> and pay me. <laughs> oh, my God. How much do they want to pay you? I, I, I wasn't sure whether that was like kind of giving them encouragement if I started like naming my price or asking them to, to give me a quote. Oh, so. my God. i tell you what, I though, there are some it. bad people out there and there are some <laughs> mad ways of making money, like, I've had so many people ask me about my socks. I was going to ask you about your socks next. <laughs> yeah. But they want them after you've worn them. Yeah. And I know a few, um, like, UFC females do, they'll do, like, you know when they do, like, open workouts or, like, their weigh-ins or whatever, their socks that they wear for those, they go for hundreds. They flog them off afterwards. Wow. So oh. have you sold any yet? I haven't yet, no. <laughs> I feel like I should wait until I'm in the UFC and then I can sell them for more money. <laughs> because I feel like socks isn't a bad thing. Like, who cares if somebody's getting having but, a fun time out of your socks? Like, if yeah, if you want to pay me £500 for a pair of my sweaty socks, you, that's fine. 
I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing with them. I'm, I'm you know, naive to it all. I'll just send you my socks. It's fine. So <laughs> boy said he would have taken the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would fight someone in uh, a windbreaker, but yeah, something I'd do. <laughs> so, the socks, my question wasn't if I could buy them. <laughs> it was like, they're your thing, aren't they? They're part of you. I love them. And if I had calves like you, I'd always walk around in socks like that. But where do you get them from? Are you sponsored or are they all different ones? Like, um, I feel like you should have a sock sponsor. Yeah. Well, I sort of, I haven't got a sock sponsor, essentially, but Violet Money, um, they sponsor me. They send me, the first thing they sent me was socks, actually. Um, <laughs> just they're playing like black and white ones. But um, people just bought, like, I just, I got socks for my birthday. I get them for Christmas. People, like my best mate in, uh, for my birthday, she bought me like tie-dye Nike ones. I like those um, ones. Yeah. And the clothing company, my mum works for religion. Like she's bought me a few of theirs. They're quite funky and like football sort of socks, but yeah, I've do you know what I get slated in Liverpool because like for some reason in Liverpool white socks is not is not fashionable. <laughs> it's got to be black. You can wear long socks, but they've got to be black. So when I when I first started training at Aspire, like everyone started taking the mick out of them, and then I think everyone realised like I don't care and I'm still gonna wear them anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are kind of my thing. I don't even know why. I think I, I used to be really conscious of my feet, right? Because I've got big feet and really long toes. Yeah, so I used to be really conscious of them. So I used to always wear socks when I trained. And it's only sort of recently that I've actually had to take them off for training because it gets too slippery. But um, I think it started off as a bit of an insecurity and then it turned into sort of a thing. And now it's like kind of everyone knows me for it. It's a bit <laughs> weird, really. It's isn't quite it? hard to get hold of ones that length, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it started with Adidas. I got a bit of an Adidas obsession because they were doing like free free pairs for twelve quid in like Foot Locker. So I was just I was just buying loads of them. And then um, yeah, but if there's any companies out there, sock companies that want to sponsor me, I'll happily take that. <laughs> I think that would be brilliant. I I think they should get in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I saw that you posted was um, just I think it was on Fight Week actually. You said twenty four weeks ago. Uh, you started rehabbing quite a, a serious injury and obviously you ended up fighting. Are you able to talk about that injury? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I can talk about it now. Um, it it doesn't sound that serious. It wasn't serious, but it was it was bad. Like I, I got, it was my first session back after the first lockdown and literally right at the end of the session, I was, it was only from my knees, but I got sort of like thrown like I think I had the wizard and I got thrown like that over it and I, wa I wasn't expecting it to go full pelt and I just wasn't yeah. ready and I didn't land properly so my whole shoulder just dislocated and just dropped out like the whole thing was just was just hanging down like that and I just remember like I did it didn't I didn't feel like pain I just felt sick like sick and I was like oh, oh what happened like and then I remember like I came off the mat and then I, I sat down and I was just like, oh, and then I had to get my T-shirt like cut off me. I was well annoyed as well. It was my Violet Money one, my favourite one. I had oh. to get that that cut off. And then the, I remember the boys looking at me and going, oh, my God, like it was like that. My shoulder was just like vroom, down here. And then I, did, I just didn't know what to do straight away. I was like, oh, but I think I genuinely think it was probably ready to go at some point. But because I yeah. had, had so much time off do, not doing like yeah. – 
anything like that and then went straight back into grappling it just it just went um so I, li- I literally couldn't even like I couldn't do that like I couldn't reach to the other side of my shoulder for like two weeks I was literally like I would get there and I'm like did you have to get it put back in or what happened I, th- I think it went out and then went back in itself kind of thing but for, for weeks it was just dropped like there was no you know when you sort of like flex like that and you've got the yeah I've, I've got quite prominent shoulders especially when I cut weight they just stick out and because I'm quite broad but when I did that the other one was just def- it was like it deflated like it was it was it was weird and then so that's when I started working with Dan Mitten who's our um like mobility movement coach but he does all my strength and conditioning as well so that's when I started working with him I was like you gotta help me I don't know what I can do and he was like what can you do with it and I was like literally nothing I couldn't even lift my arm up so a lot of the first couple of weeks was just me lying on the floor sort of like brushing my arm up like a bit of a snow angel like doing like these tiny little movements that felt like I wasn't doing anything but they were like little progressions and then started implementing like the strength stuff and building like rehabbing it building the strength back into it um and obviously I couldn't strike for a while so it it was a long time before it felt if, if I'm honest it's only been the last month where it hasn't actually given me any ag when I've trained um mm. But it, it, it healed well. It healed really well, thanks to obviously Dan and, and our like little routine we have. But um, and it's absolutely fine now. Um, but yeah, it was it wasn't good at all. And then when I, it was sort of around when I was looking to fight on UKFC, I was thinking like, oh, shall I? And I thought, nah, it's fine. Like I'd started grappling again and started sparring, so it was fine. But in a way, I'm glad it happened because. Obviously, I met Dan Mitten through that and we started yeah. this program and now we have like the best system in place for, and I understand now as well, like all the mobility training that we do and how important it is, especially for jujitsu, but like for, for everything, like I was, I was getting in like half an hour before sessions and doing all my mobility stuff for my shoulder. But then I was realizing the benefits of doing my whole body mobility before training because like when 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 you warm up for a training session it's just to get your heart rate and get a bit of a sweat and you know mm. you don't, you're not actually like activating the joints or the muscles that you're about to use and that's why yeah. there's so and honestly so many people were actually injuring their shoulders as well so many about five people injured their shoulders after I did because like everyone was coming back from doing not a lot or not similar training and yeah. then just coming straight back cold basically and then in and injuring themselves and and now it's like the, I honestly feel like Dan Mitten just like opened up this new world and like everyone that all of our like teams on the same sort of pathway. And it's amazing. Like the progression, you can see everybody's like their physique, not only their physique's changing, but like the strength and mobility, every everything. I just think it improves the their game so much more. Yeah. Massive shout out to him then. Yeah, <laughs> he's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> So another thing I saw in your IG stories was um, somebody asking you about the IMAF and your reply is something that it really bothers me. Like, so somebody asked if you were going to do it again and you said, like, unfortunately not, uh, like, the way things stand, there's no funding for it. And obviously they're either in Europe or they could be, they're worldwide, so it could be Mm. Bahrain, wherever. And people at the moment have to pay for their own travel and their own accommodation and 
yeah. taking it out there. I would so love it if the government or, you know, like if, if there was some kind of scheme to fund people because it's, it's so expensive, isn't it? And especially if you've done it once, like it, it's expensive to do it again. Yeah, like I'm not going to lie, the, the, the world's, I think, in November last year, that, that cost me about two grand. Yeah. Um, which obviously I was really, really lucky and grateful for the fact that I, I did set up a GoFundMe page and I got a lot of help um, for that, which was great. The Euros are pretty much funded myself. Um, but it it's annoying because it is a really good opportunity Yeah. to like go and especially for like women as well. Like, yeah, you know, my category, the bantamweight division, I think there was like <clears throat> 11, 12 girls in it. So it was there was an opportunity there to really like test yourself and you know yeah. the whole the whole experience is really good and you know it's day of weigh-ins you've got to make sure you're bang on the weight then you've got you know you've you've got an it's a different setting it's a big arena you've got like three or four cages on at the same time you've got cameras in your face like all this other stuff going on so it's, it is a good sort of like dress rehearsal for future but it's just too expensive like I obviously yeah. I really wanted to go and I wanted to give it a good go so I I did what I needed to do to make the money to go um I don't really want to have to do a GoFundMe page every time you know you feel like a charity case and to be honest after like everyone's been through so much this year with everything that's yeah. gone on the last thing you want to do is go oh by the way will you sponsor me to do this or will you pay for me to do this like I, like, I can't stand borrowing or like taking money from people anyway I'm just rubbish with it so I'd rather like work 50 hours a week in a restaurant if it means I can go and buy it in another yeah. country. But to be honest, I think I'm better off just that like two grand that I spent on the worlds, I could use, I could live off for about three or four months and train full time and have a fight yeah. in the UK that's probably more recognition than the IMAX. Like the IMAX are good, but let's face it, if you don't make it far past the first round, you might as well not have been there. They, that's, they, what, that's what I find harsh. It's going to cost you the same amount of money whether you, like, get knocked out in the first round yeah. or whether you go all the way to the final. And I do think it's a great opportunity, especially for girls, especially for the lower weight classes. Like, if you're a straw weight guy, there's not many opportunities, like, in yeah. the UK to, to fight people. So... There's so many things I love about it, but I just wish it was more accessible. Yeah, I feel like there could be more funding in place for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only reason I wouldn't do it again. Like, I actually really enjoyed it and being part of the team. And, like, it was such a good laugh. Um, and, obviously, it's amazing going to, like, different countries that you might never – like, I would never go to Bahrain normally. Um, yeah. So, like, to go there and that, it was, it was really, really good. Um, and I met, like, amazing people over there obviously like that's the whole reason I'm at Aspire now so I'm so glad I went because yeah. I never I probably wouldn't have crossed paths with or maybe I would have because I was only in Manchester down the road but I met all the Aspire lot there and that's what motivated me to go there and train with them because I saw their guys fighting and thought oh my god like they were a good level so um yeah it is it it is a very – I would recommend if you've got the money or you can get the funding to go, then 100% do it because it, it's a brilliant experience as an amateur. But unfortunately, like, I, I just don't see the point in doing it again, really. I didn't – I did gain from it, but I would probably, if I'm honest, I'd say I'd, I've gained more from my regional fights here in the UK than over there. 
So interesting. Yeah. Um, somebody saying hi to you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's what's next? Obviously, nobody knows what's going to happen. Where we're bloody back in. I guess you're going to be going back to work, are you? If if Liverpool's now in tier two, so I take yeah. it you you'll be going back to the day job as well. Yep, going back to being a waitress. No, um, yeah, the restaurant I work at is opening next Wednesday, which is cool. Um, it's, it's great because obviously I was gutted for them. They're such a lovely family to work for. So I'm, I'm glad that we can get back to normal and get business back to normal for them. Um, obviously, yeah, it's a little bit of an income for me. Um, I don't know when I'll next be fighting, obviously. It could I'd be. love to think that Celtic gladiators will just keep having these shows on regardless. I know. Well, I don't see why. If they could do it in a proper lockdown, I don't see why they can't continue to do it. So, you know, obviously it's up to them and that. But I'm I'm game to, to continue. Like, I'm, I'm carrying on my training. The only thing that's really changed is the, the calorie input. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm just eating more now. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my lifestyle is staying the same. I'm still training hard. I've, I'm starting a new strength phase with me in this, this, well, tomorrow, actually. I'm back to sparring tomorrow um, with the girls. So it's, I'm just not going to take my foot off the pedal. There's no point. Like, I, I love the, the place I'm in now, and I just want to keep going and keep in, improving and getting better and learning. And, and, and then if a fight presents itself, then I'll, I'll take it. So, um, yeah, like, on my timetable, I'll be a little bit, jigged around next week when I go back to work but it's nothing that I'm not used to it's been a it's been a lovely month of just training and not not having to go yeah. to work but <laughs> um yeah it is what it is isn't it how do you feel about the vaccinations some people are saying you you're gonna have to be vaccinated to be on cards next year <laughs> yeah right I'm sure there's some dodgy little doctor that can give me a note somewhere <laughs> <laughs> speak to dean if you want to know about vaccines i don't know i don't know do you know what i don't actually know a lot about it and that's because i just live in my little bubble and i just block all that out i don't watch the news i don't listen i didn't listen to boris's announcements i've not got like i don't care i know this probably a lot of people think i'm arrogant for saying this but i don't care what he says i don't care who's ruling our country because whoever rules it is a numb nut anyway and it's just the whole this whole year is just None of it makes sense. It's no. just, it's all bullshit. So I just think, you know what? For the people that want to live in fear and let it affect them mentally and physically, whatever, that's fine. You do you. But us lot that are just carrying on as normal, you know, we're fine. I still do not know to this day, I still do not know a single person who's at it. Do you know? I, I no. must say I know quite a few now. But, yeah. So um... I know, like, obviously, I know. I believe the virus is real. Like, I believe, like, it's... I don't necessarily think the virus is made up, but I think it's all been completely blown out of proportion this year. And a lot of... The, the way it's been dealt with has just been unnecessary. And especially Liverpool, like, the way the police arrests and stuff has been going on, it's just it's just a bit excessive. It's like, really, do you need to be that way? But I've just stayed out of it. I've just carried on doing what I'm doing. And it hasn't really affected me. So, yeah. Best way to be. Yeah. So is there anyone you want to say thank you to or any shout-outs to sponsors you want to give or anything before we go? Um, 
just obviously like I said my thanks on on Sunday to my team and my coaches and my sponsors so yeah the same same really I've I've just got a new sponsor BL Bullies so if everyone could go and follow them on Instagram that'd be great (laughs) um and yeah everyone else obviously I've got Phil Supreme, Figure 8, uh, Violet Money, Mauler MMA and then BL Bullies yeah and obviously my team at Aspire and that so yeah amazing well thank you for speaking to me Lexi you're one of the the girls that I always look forward to watching fight you always just have such incredible style and class about you and I love it so I wish you a lovely Christmas when that comes I know <laughs> we're still in November I'm quite early but I probably won't speak to you before so yeah. have a good one and then I can't wait to see you back in the cage next year Oh, I can't wait either. Thank you. Thanks for having me on it. It's been really nice talking to you. Oh, take care. And you. Cheers. See ya. See you later. Bye.